guys welcome back once again to the organic football podcast thursday night football into week nine as we're heading into it guys and green bay is they are just on the warpath tonight uh they are destroying san francisco in their house a banged up 49ers team and yeah it's about a third and goal here in the third quarter with aaron Rodgers. and damn i mean it's 28 to 3 at this point so I guess we'll find out if they add to that right about now. I'm certainly hoping they do. <laughs> Through the arm of Aaron Rodgers, come on. Uh, no, not today. Not today. Now to the foot of Mason Crosby. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will tell you, yeah. I, I, I took the side tonight. I didn't take the over-under. I took the side tonight. I took the Green Bay Packers minus seven. Mm. Yeah, it's looking healthy at this point. Pretty healthy. I'm, I'm I'm feeling pretty comfy right now, but you know, you never know yes. what happens with these things. <laughs> it could be garbage time. That's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Brad, let's check in over there, buddy. How are you doing? Uh, trade deadline is passed in our league. Uh, I know both you guys pulled off some deals and trying to stack up your rosters for some playoff uh, runs here. So. What's going on with you these days? Oh, and is your computer done updating, Brad? I don't know. It's got a mind of its own, dude. It doesn't ask me questions. I don't ask it questions. It's kind of the way we work. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I mean, dude, if I kept you in a closet all day, how would you feel? Yeah, well, so. my computer isn't very thrilled with me after I spilled a giant cup of Red Bull and vodka all over it about 20 minutes ago. Yeah, so if it just like shuts down, says, fuck it, I'm done, I got to update. You, 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 what are you going to say? Like, no. It's like, Maybe right, since man. it's Red Bull, it's going to start running faster. It's going to get all amped up. Dude, that would be the shit. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Red yeah. Bull gives you wings. <laughs> I just want to tell the listeners at home, do not pour Red Bull on your computer. This <laughs> yes. was just, we were just joking around. As an experiment. We're not liable for any broken computers. If you're an idiot, that's on you. Uh, guys, well, we do have some exciting news, and we always hit on our social media, you know, to remind all the listeners and fans out there to check us out on Instagram and Facebook and on the pod platforms or on just about all of them. And we hit a 1,000 downloads uh, not that long ago, Rich. So pretty exciting, man. Keep the word out. Keep this thing growing uh, organically. Heck yeah, man! But I want to. I want to have it grow and become a sativa, so we're all amped and we mm. we get we get yeah. this thing going. We get this thing going faster. Let's get this next thousand cranking. Hell yeah, man! Exponential growth. That's what we're looking for. Exactly. Mark. That's sexy talk right there, man. Exponential. Yeah, well, it's all those math classes. I like it. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, yeah, so. Before we get into it, I mean, I did want to mention, because of course we're going to hit our herbal intermission about halfway through the episode, like we do. Uh, Out here in Arizona, guys, some exciting election news. I'm sure some people have some massive headaches regarding the election, but one thing on the positive side is Prop 207 passed out here in Arizona, and it has fully legalized marijuana, so... 
recreationally. And that's exciting, man, because this green wave uh, that's been sweeping the country and especially the West Coast finally hit home in Arizona, guys. Feels good. What do you think? Yeah, it's the second time ballot, man. Finally got through, so pretty happy with it. I'm actually even so, more proud that it was 60% of us that passed it. Like, yeah. clear domination. Like, listen, guys, we want to smoke our weed. So relax. I had a buddy text me a couple weeks ago, and he was, like, talking about the election and everything. And But then he just texted me out of the blue. He's like, "And well, they just fucking legalized weed already. I'm, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's, it's, funny because, it's funny because I'm, I'm super happy for us, personally, we, in our hometown, our home state of Arizona. That's great, man. But, yeah, I am kind of, like, also in that mindset of, like, Hey man, we need to start getting real about this and federally speaking, get this off the ledger, yeah. man. We we're we're messing we're, we're messing this up, man. It's it's time for us all to you know not be throwing people in jail for you know something like this. It ain't it ain't right. It's time to reverse it. Let's make the money off of it, you dummies. <laughs> There's so much money. They they were trying to make money off it the other way, but they didn't realize that you can make money off it just producing it man look yeah. at oh, yeah. uh what's it the tobacco companies they make millions of dollars mm. fucking take that shit away make it illegal because that shit's mm. awful for you and then right. all those people just grow weed so you guys were making all the money off cigarettes now just make all the money off weed and everyone's happy and healthy and fun you know i like it oh, yeah, man. dude i'm painting <laughs> this perfect world here i'm almost finished <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, uh, pretty exciting though, especially for uh, some of our friends down at the dispensaries over there at Harvest and Cure Leaf. You know, those guys they got to be pretty stoked, I would imagine. That Arizona, like I said, man, the green wave has crashed and washed over all of us. And you know, it'll take a little time to implement it, probably uh, you know, springtime or early summer before it's all cranking out, but. Hey, the good news is, is we got it done. So good job, Arizona. You made me proud this week. Heck yeah. Way to go. Fuck yeah, bro. It's about damn time. So, all right, Rich, before we get into these games, buddy, I did see some COVID news come down. We might want to hit that off the top. Just have some teams, facilities getting shut down today. I saw the Bears, the Chiefs. There might have been a couple other ones. You know, hopefully they get all these games in, but some ominous uh, things happening. Well, I'll tell you, yeah, Mark, I, I won't break down every story because there's way too many of that. Uh, this yeah, morning it exactly. was just like COVID, 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 COVID. Um, but ironically, I'll tell you, Exhibit A for me and my point I'm ha- making here is we are watching mm-hmm. a football game right now. Yep. And That's we right. had an entire receiving core of the San Francisco 49ers. They all are on this COVID watch list right now, and they're playing the game. So I, I, I continue to say running it. running backs on the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. The NFL will push through is what is happening here. They're, they're not stopping the train. We are going, and it just goes. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> yeah, and it's a little disappointing for me because, I mean, I had this deal with A.J. Dillon, you know, the Packers rookie running back. I was like, okay, I'll be the only guy in America to roster you in fantasy if, you know. (laughs) I actually looked that up, and that is a true stat. Yeah, you spread COVID amongst the locker room. That was the deal. He said he's on board with that. I told him, make sure you (laughs) cough on Aaron Rodgers a couple extra times. But, you know, they're out there playing, so. (laughs) 
<laughs> he was only able to knock Jamal Williams out, so I guess that's you, what you, I got to go with. You didn't understand. Look at Roger's right? got a mask on now. He he knows. No, they they did like hey there. Okay, I will tell you the story here. They did come in and levy big fines on the Las Vegas Raiders today, on the Raiders yeah, on, Gru- on John Gruden himself, and they docked him a sixth round pick. So they are stepping it up in regards to saying you guys got to get your shit together, but they're not canceling games. <laughs> so yeah. they've also they've also increased protocols and rules for what these guys have to follow in practice time at game time. You'll see after the game today, they're not allowed to like go mm-hmm. up to each other and talk to each other until they go back to the sideline, grab a mask, and then they can come back out and they're mm-hmm. going to talk to each other. So you'll notice that today they, they are they are clamping down in some ways, but they're going to play these fucking games it's so funny man the nfl ain't canceling games anymore <laughs> that's what it seems like dude like they obviously didn't see the benefit of just throwing the schedule into flux and they're like yeah if you have it or you have symptoms stay the hell away and you get out of here reserve yeah yeah let's do this yeah. all right yeah. sweet well let's get into some game previews guys week nine is upon us and from here on out man it's i know we're all feeling like it's must wins every week and you guys got a huge matchup uh, this weekend, Brad and Rich, the no-name Smithers at five and three versus Vatican Assassins at three and five. So, could be a lot of uh, interesting man- movement uh, in the standings. With the, I'll be watching your guys' game closely. Is there any wagers happening on this game? I'm wondering. Nah, Brad. Brad is not bad. But uh, friendly wagers. No friendly wagers. Honestly, um, I, from a guy that used to gamble his ass off and lose shit tons of money, a friendly <laughs> wager is just the dumbest thing in the world. It's like people playing for free poker. It's like, oh, okay, I'm all in. It's like, well, why are you all in? It's like, because I don't care if I lose. It's like, okay, this game is no longer fun. So friendly yeah. wagers are like, if you don't care about losing, betting is not fun. That's so. true. Brad's had a lot. Of, uh, Brad's had a lot of thought about wagers in general in his really? life, oh. so he he knows all about it. He's he's, he's just I used to study like <laughs> man. Yeah, I used to put a lot of work into it. Hell yeah, man! What's well, the gambler's paradox, right? It's like you know, once you start chasing and then you, that's when you get into trouble, man. And I think every gambler goes through it because the winning feels so amazing. And then once you hit a losing streak, it's like, no, fuck this. I'm pulling Dude, myself out of it. I started going as, as far as to studying algorithms. So it was crazy. Sweet. Well, let's get into it guys. And rich, I want to send this first game over to you, buddy. Uh, this is a huge game out here in the desert and the Dolphins are coming in. They're four and three to play the Cardinals, who are looking to come out of this game at a strong six and two. So, wondering what you're projecting for this game. And, you know, I'm expecting Brian Flores and the defense to bring it in Miami. My question is going to be Is Vance Joseph and the Cardinals defense going to be able to rattle, you know, Tua, the rookie quarterback? Uh, it'll be interesting to see the game plan that Miami brings forth in this game because in that la- in that last game, his first game, they kind of just, you know, they won the game around him. They didn't really have him do much. They didn't they didn't really work a game plan for the guy. So this time it'll be a little different. And yeah, we, we let's see what they do because I did see a couple plays out of Tua 
where I felt like he um, saw the field really well, uh, seemed really settled in the pocket and looked nice. Um, so uh, if the Cardinals can't get at him, he might be able to pick us apart a little bit. I've, I've seen it happen this year, and and this game kind of worries me a little bit out the bye. Um, do they – do they bring the energy, the effort? Uh, I do know that last year we came out of the bye, and that was our worst loss of the year. We lost to the Rams last year, and it was total domination. So I at least I, I hope I take that little tidbit, and I think that means that the Cardinals will come out of the bye focused this year, where he can point – Cliff Kingsbury can point to last year and say, hey, guys, look at what happened to us. We came out of the bye – we should have looked good, and we looked like absolute garbage in every facet of the game. We're not doing that again. So I, I hope for that. Should be should be interesting. Kenyon Drake uh, not practiced today. They they had said early in the week that there was kind of like a chance he could play. It doesn't it doesn't seem like that. It seems like it's uh, going to be Chase Edmonds for the week at least, and possibly next week. Mm-hmm. Um, should be a decent matchup. The Miami Dolphins, um, not very good against the run. So should be a good matchup. I do know they get Max Williams back off IR, so that's going to clear up the run game. So the run game should be looking nice. Um, kind of a little bit of the part of the reason I got out of the DeAndre Hopkins situation is because I know back half of last year is when things started to click for the run game of the Arizona Cardinals. So I, I look, I look at, I look at that and I think it will be the same this year that, and especially with Max Williams back in tow, this guy, this guy's a big run blocker. So that's what he's there to do. And then it'll free up Dan Arnold in the passing game a little bit. So it might, it might just balance out the offense a lot better. I think. Yeah. I actually think that the Cardinals are going to actually stomp. I don't think it's going to be as close as Rich thinks. I think the Cardinals are starting to reach a new plateau or a new echelon, whatever you want to call it, because they are, I think those two losses they had earlier in the season really, really set them back. And so they were just like, wow. And then they regrouped and then they beat Seattle and they're like, holy fuck, we're going to win this division. So I think they're going in preparing and they got, they got guys like Larry D hop who comes in prepares. I mean, that guy doesn't practice and look at him, what he comes and does every single Sunday, like that motherfucker comes prepared. So they got all these guys. And I think they they realize that they can go get this division. Seattle's got a tough matchup this week. So normally I think this is a trap game, but with Seattle having that tough divisional game, I think they think like, Hey, we go get this win and Seattle could lose. We're in first place. So I expect them to come to play. I expect, you know, Kyler to put on a show. And I expect them to win by a good, you know, 8, 10 points. Yeah, man, I agree with that. I think Kyler will come out and shine this weekend. I mean, he's just been amazing so far this year, and I expect it to continue. But on the Dolphins side of the ball, Rich, I noticed that Miles Gaskin, the running back, it looks like he got placed on IR for at least three weeks. So Matt Breida has a hamstring. So that kind of leaves Jordan Howard as – last man standing i wonder uh if jordan howard's gonna get you know a full workload this weekend i find it surprising to see that guy do a full workload but just because i don't think he'll be very effective mm-hmm. let's put it that way uh you go out there and you give him the ball 10 times and he gets you know he's been a healthy scratch recently yeah he's gonna get you 13 yards he might fall into the end zone so um, I think that's what you'd be banking on if you were going for a spot start with Jordan Howard right here. They picked up, um, I think it was DeAndre Washington this week. So 
if there's uh, like we do know it's going to be gasking out for a little while i honestly would be a little more interested in, in a guy like deandre washington as opposed to uh matt breda because I, I think we've seen what breda can bring to the table and we know that if he's going to be a focused part of the offense for any time, he's going to get injured. Like, you know, he's already injured. So yeah. he brings injuries to the table. That's what he brings. Yes. Yes. You know what, you know what Matt Breda is good at injuring himself. <laughs> yes, no doubt. He's been plagued by injuries. All right, Brad, next game up. And I think you mentioned it, uh, I thought you called it a divisional game, but it's actually a intra-divisional game. The Seahawks are traveling to Buffalo to play the Bills. And, you know, I'm just wondering if this is going to get into, uh, with Josh Allen and Russell Wilson, if this get into a QB duel, you know. I know Wilson's been hot the whole season. He looks great. Josh Allen's tailed off a little bit here, but he definitely has the potential against a bad Seattle defense, a bad secondary to – to light it up. So I'm wondering what you're foreseeing in this game, bro. Well, I'm actually curious if uh, Toby's actually going to sit Josh Allen finally and start Lamar, because if he does, I actually think Josh Allen is going to have the better game or Watson, Deshaun Watson. (laughs) I'm sorry. I think uh, Josh Allen is going to blow up. I mean, we saw what Cam Newton did against the Seattle defense. And while I do think their Seattle defense is playing a little bit better than Dallas, uh, when they did against Dallas, I do think that Josh Allen has been playing pretty shitty and he's got a shitty defense and he's going to like, you know what? Time to get my groove back. Yeah. Shit. Stella got her groove back. Why can't he? <laughs> uh, good point. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know how to move on from that. I, mean, uh, I don't know if I ever watched that movie, Brad. Did you watch oh, that I movie? Did. No, I just know. Okay. Kind of thing. But you know she got her group back. Yep. <laughs> she got it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Josh Allen, I, I expect a good game here. But it will be interesting. This will be the first week that we'll get to see Carlos Dunlap on this defense. And it is possible we're going to see Jamal Adams back this week. So that's going to change mm, things up a little bit hope, for this defense. Yeah. yeah. I think the tides will turn for this defense and – uh, next couple weeks or so, but let's see it the first week. They still mm. got to get on the same page out there. So I think I think for now, you can line up your bills and and get those guys started this week because they're going to have nice weeks. Yeah, Moss, Diggs, Allen, like them all. Yeah, maybe not John Brown. I kind of want to see him come back first. Uh, I mean, I like John Brown too, but um, maybe you're right. Uh, coming back off the injury, even but then if if that's the case, you know, Gabe Davis is still like a viable player in like deeper leagues. But man, yeah, um, I, I see some I see some shootout potential here. I was I was hoping like I looked it up today because I'm playing Brad with his Russ Wilson stuff and uh, DK, and I'm like, man, I hope there's like shit weather there, and it's going to be just like crystal clear mm. on on Sunday. There, I was like, damn it, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was actually going to check in with my uh, weekly weather report. You know, I'm uh, the brick Tamlin of the podcast here, and the, I, there is no weather to report of any Nothing. of these games from what I can see. So clean as a whistle. DK kind of reminds me of uh, Calvin Johnson back in the day. There is just no way you can guard him. Uh, he's just he's mismatched in a different way. He's just bigger versus taller and jumping abilities. I mean, I think it was like that sports science. If you threw the ball within 15 feet of Calvin Johnson, he could have caught it without mm-hmm. would just standing there. He could jump either way. 
So it's like, that's crazy to me, but he's so big. Like the uh, defenders, even when they're good, he's just so strong. And then you put a linebacker on him. He's too fast. So, I mean, there are, they're going to find ways because he's so good. Every defensive team is going to have to find a way to shut him down. And they're just going to stack two to three guys on him. So that kind of scares me because then Lockett really is and then That's a Lockett game, yeah. yeah and so, Lockett just tears And then up. he'll tear it up for two games, and then they'll have to respect it. So it's kind of dangerous what they got going on right now. I know what you need for DK, Pat P. Pat P. Pat P, is the, Pat P was the only guy who got in his fucking shit. You said no yeah. one can defend him. Yeah. Pat, Pat P was the only guy who got his shit. Pat P did defend him. He held him to like 23 yards. Actually, he held him to like seven yards that day. The other catch came on oh, a true. different defender. Yep. That is true. <laughs> and then Tyler Lockett had three touchdowns. We all know that story, man. <laughs> I, I've heard uh, that story. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, on the Seattle bad. side, though, Rich, do, you, do we have any clarity on this backfield? It looks like Carlos Hyde's out. Chris Carson could play. DJ Dallas could once again get the start. Yeah, look, uh, keep watching, keep monitoring. It It looks – Yeah, I, I don't think Chris Carson's going to play this week. I don't think Carlos Hyde will be playing this week. So you're looking at I, – I, if, if, if they're out, then you're definitely looking into the DJ Dallas again, I think. Um, seemed like he was yeah. more the guy. I think he could have a good matchup here. So nice little spot start once again. And um, it's unfortunate if you're like that Chris Carson owner too because it's like – you know, you don't have that handcuff to go to. I think if Hyde was a hundred percent, he would be the guy, but he's not a hundred percent, and I don't know when he's going to get to a hundred percent either. It doesn't seem like it's happening. So, uh, tough backfield because you know you want to be involved with this offense, you want to get that running back in this offense, but tough backfield to manage and, and get to that. All right, guys, next game up. Uh, this is a big game, Sunday Night Football, Saints are in Tampa, so it's it's outdoors. It's not in the Dome. And uh, this is going to be Antonio Brown's debut for these Tampa Bay Bucks, and potentially maybe the Saints will get Michael Thomas back on their side finally. So I'm pretty excited about this game, and uh, I think it may go a long way as determining some uh, playoff seeding and division winners in uh, the NFC South. I think maybe where the Buccaneers and where they're coming in, that might have – playoff implications if they get a win or not but the, i don't know man the saints they're not looking they look good one week and then they look awful one week so it's hard for me like it's gonna be last year even if they get in they're not gonna win the whole thing so it sucks for drew Brees because he's gonna he keeps getting in and he wants to win and re- retire but it honestly seems like he gets a little bit further away each year so mm. i think it's tom brady's division now like he came in they've got so many pieces around him and i think that they're just gonna they every divisional game bruce arians wants to win i mean how many years he's been coaching the bucks now like two three years and it's been the saints division beating him up every single year yeah mm-hmm. so he's gonna he's gonna come and take some revenge well i i was leaning towards being kind of bullish on uh new orleans in this game as bullish. an underdog um but, you know, there's been some bad news this week. Um, Kamara was, like, on the injury report. He says he's, like, got his toes, feels fucked up. Says it feels like he, if you stubbed your toe real hard. Says he's fine. Says he will play. But still, I think that might be a little bit of hindrance to his production this week. 
Um, and then Drew Brees. Drew Brees has popped up. He's He's been limited in practice both days uh, with a shoulder injury. So Ooh. that concerns me. Yeah. Does um, it, though? They got Jameis Winston behind him. So if true. he's been learning anything from Brees and learning how to not throw the fucking ball to the other side, you know, like <laughs> that's all I was missing from his game was the Jameis Winston the revenge side. game. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Take wow. out the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. Because honestly, he can throw the ball deep. He could stretch oh, the field. He you. would make Kamara's value better. He could do the dump off. So as long as he takes care of the ball, that's an interesting theory. Well, also, the reason I was being bullish on this team is that they should be getting Michael Thomas back. So, like, he, he didn't get traded. He's going to be Fly in the building. Boy. This is we, we kind of forget what Michael Thomas brings to the table for this offense. When it, is a, when it is a full offense and it is at its, at its peak and it is whole, uh, man, is it sick. And now I didn't even think about that fact of Jameis Winston, man. If they end up having to go to Jameis Winston, is that really a problem? I mean, Teddy B was fine back then, so especially when it comes to yeah. fan, when it comes to fantasy production here, I think it's not a problem at all. Yeah, you get Michael Thomas back, you get Emmanuel Sanders back, and it, once this, I, I agree, Brad. The Saints have been, you know, they've played pretty spotty this year, but with all these injuries and you know, you, like you said, Rich, you get this offense cranking at full strength. It's it's something a little different. I mean, I I don't know about you guys, but I was impressed with them scoring 26 points on the Bears' defense in that wind. Mm-hmm. I thought that was impressive to put. Yeah, up they that played well, man. There. They played well. They controlled the clock and did what they had to do to win. A tough road matchup. Yeah, so to me, I, I'm actually pretty impressed with that win. I I, I like that win. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of I, that's what I'm saying. I I think they're actually like peaking up. Um. I think they're the underdog in this game. I'm going to write that down real quick. I just see that Tampa Bay is a better defense than Chicago. I'm sorry, Mark. I'm sorry that your ears might be bleeding here and that. But <laughs> Tampa Bay is a step-up defense, a step-up notch above New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. I just. What do you guys think? Do you think Antonio Brown, you know, gets in the end zone in week one? Is Tom Brady going to force feed him and make sure he scores? I would say yes. If the opportunity is there, I don't think he'll be force fed. But if he gets remotely open, he'll try and throw him a ball where he'll place it where he can't get intercepted and Antonio can go make a catch. He'll give him one or two of those and then that'll be it. Hmm. See, I don't, I don't think they'll force feed it in the in the red zone at all. Like Brad said, I, the red zone, he's going to take the appropriate play. However, I do think they will get him involved with this offense. I think they'll come out and they'll get yeah. him the ball. So they like they have an over an over under of him at three and a half receptions. Um, I, I'm I'm considering the over. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna like get him about five touches. Yeah, they want to get his it. feet wet. Yeah. You mentioned the red zone and the appropriate play for Tampa, and it turns out that Mike Evans, when he's targeted in the red zone, Tom Brady's <laughs> six for six with six touchdowns. So, and my opinion yards. that, that that's would be the, the right target. Play. That's the appropriate target. <laughs> that's right. That's what I'm saying. Why why throw it to small Antonio Brown when I can throw it to big right. old Mike Evans or and big go get it. Yeah, I think big big hands would be right there too. Yeah, for sure, man. Mitts, right, we call them mitts. Mitts. Gronk sorry. and his mitts. 
Yeah, man. Next game up, Brad. Uh, this is a pretty big game. Well, I don't know. I'm just I'm not sure how this game exactly is going to play out. You got the Panthers traveling to the Chiefs, and to me, yeah, the Chiefs. You know, they're great. Uh, they seem to just find ways to win every week. But Carolina is one of these sneaky teams that I think might make a game out of it. So. Uh, what are you projecting? I mean, there's doesn't look like weather is going to be a factor in KC. Uh, Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, Brad, are you foreseeing more uh, TDs out of those two? Well, that's the thing about KC is you really don't know who's going to catch the ball. I mean, it's really whoever's open. So while Tyreek Hill and his laser quick speed gets open a lot, and Kelsey is always open down the middle, you know, yep. Mikael Hardman, you know, they start, you know, doubling up on Tyreek Hill. Mikael Hardman gets the ball. And then he's always got his dump-offs to the dash and all these other guys. So, I mean, honestly, it's it's kind of like one of those offenses where I'll, I'm almost guaranteed 70 yards with Tyreek Hill. And my ceiling is about 24, 25 points. Mm. So, what is, I mean, that's, that's fabulous for me. So, I don't know uh, – this game exactly how it's going to go because I do think Carolina and a lot of those fantasy owners out there, mm. it's Christmas, Mark. It is <laughs> Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas! <laughs> Christian McCaffrey <laughs> is finally coming back. And guess what? They have been waiting just like a little 10-year-old boy waiting to open up his presents, man. <laughs> I know last week they were just like, can I open one? He's like, nope, you got to wait till next week. Gotta wait. Guess what? Now, now it's Christmas. They get to put them back in their lineup and feel safe and secure. Hey, and and you know what? There's an extra present on top this week because because you waited and you were patient, guys. Chris Jones isn't going to be playing in this game. He got COVID, so now that's going to free up that run game even more. Uh, so Kansas City, um, you know, Christian McCaffrey. I think we're going to see a heavy dose. It's freaking Christmas, man, and you get lots of presents this year. So yeah. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, fantasy's number one scorer of last year. And uh, this guy's – or maybe maybe a second to Lamar last year. But, um, you know, skill player-wise, this guy's a stud, man. Mm-hmm. People, people like to watch this guy just play football. I mean, fantasy aside, this guy's just fun to watch. People who don't like football yeah, like watching no I do think this game is going to be very close because of that factor. Because, I mean, he's one of those guys that comes in the game and the whole team gets energy yeah. just by him playing. They're like, we got a shot, you know. So defense is going to play. And they've been playing well lately. So the mm-hmm. defense is going to step up. You know, you know, the offense is going to step up. So I do think that they're going to stick with it. Obviously, Kansas City, I feel like, is going to win in the end. But I do mm-hmm. feel like it. it, you know. It's not going to be 20 points or so like it was the Jets, more like, you know, 7 to 10, which is still pretty good for, you know, the Chiefs offense. Yeah, and we like you said, man, the Chiefs offense, everybody knows, can light it up. But this Carolina side, I mean, they're the type of team with some of the weapons they have. You bring CMC back into the mix. You know, they're the type of team that could keep up on the scoreboard. You know, they have with Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, They have some, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater delivering the ball. It looks like he's healthy after that nasty hit he took to the neck. So, yeah, I'm fired up to see that game too as well. I heard he lost two inches in height from that thing. It compressed his neck. 
Yeah. The doctors tried to stretch him back out, but they were afraid he might go paralyzed. So they're like, hey, man, worst case scenario, you're two inches shorter. And he said, okay, grabbed his helmet, and I guess he's good to go. The guy's, uh, the guy's a warrior, man. Oh, yeah, man. Next game up, uh, Rich. This game, the Ravens are heading to play the Colts in Indy. And, I, you know, the Ravens, they need to get a, back on track. This was my team. I called it out. There's my Super Bowl pick to win it all this year. And I'm not ready to retract that just yet and go with anyone else. But uh need to see some improvement, man. Things are definitely not clicking on the Baltimore side like they were last year. And then on the Indy side, man, you know, this team just continues to win and looks like they – could, you know, it'll come down to them in Tennessee in this division, and the Colts could come out of it. Ooh, um, yeah, I think I, I think I would lean towards Tennessee in that in that situation, uh, just with a little bit of better quarterback situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Colts do have the Colts do have the better defense, though they they have a much better defense. So that's what I'm interested to see here in this matchup is see Darius Leonard. I think he'll be in like kind of a spy situation on uh, Lamar Jackson, so that's a nice matchup. Um, yeah, the, you're right. The Ravens, they've looked a little out of sync. I think about three, four weeks back, we discussed it and said, you know, that week when he only had three carries, I think since then, and maybe the week before that, we've, we've just seen this offense, not crisp, not like it was last year. Um, I don't know what's missing, man, to be honest with you. Everything's there. The addition of J.K. Dobbins, I mean, he's looking pretty good. I think, you know, if if he was available, I'd go get him right now or trade for him. But um, it's a tough matchup this week. I think the Colts' defense is is uniquely suited for what these Ravens like to do. Yeah, I think actually the Colts' offense is going to have some very tough sledding on Sunday. I think the Ravens' defense is going to – I don't know, man. They like duck hunting, and they like duck hunting. Every single one of them is a duck hunter. And guess what Philip Rivers does? Just throws up those ducks like it's nothing. So I do think I'm going to make my prediction that Philip Rivers throws more picks than touchdowns this week. Well, Nick Mullins threw up some ducks in this Thursday night game uh, also, if you guys saw that. Yikes. Yeah, he looked, he looked a little shady. Yeah. With the Ravens, though, Rich, we did kind of talk in the offseason, too, about, okay, Lamar Jackson's coming off this amazing season. But once these defensive coordinators have the tape on him, you know, it's anytime there's that ultimate weapon, you know, similar to how Michael Vick was for a few years, eventually, you know, the defensive coordinators catch up and they figure out a way to contain him, figure out a way to take away what he does best. And it seems like that's already happening this year to me. I, I don't know about that because, like, sorry, Rich, to cut you off. But it seems to me like most NFL teams need about four to six weeks of tape, and then they're caught up with. You you see a guy with a new system, this and that, and they're running. They're like 6-0, and and then, bam, they hit a wall. So I don't think it took a whole season for them to figure out. I definitely think it's something internal. Maybe it's, you know, just like a little mental mind fuck he has on it. He's overthinking something. So I, don't, I think it's I something that – could be easily corrected, but I don't think it's necessarily systems are catching up. I feel like they've had the time to, or maybe they are, but it shouldn't take this long. No, I think I think there's something at play there, though, especially like teams that are in their division. 
um, like the Steelers. I I think a team like the Steelers does take it off season and dissect the absolute shit out of it. Like <laughs> if you're the Steelers, you know that the division is either you or the Ravens. And so you are going to really just sit there and dissect their whole playbook. So I, I, I think I, I tend to lean towards the, that at least the Steelers know what to do and what they want to do about this. Situation. Don't get me wrong. They were in that game. The Ravens were in that game right yeah. to the end. So, you know, that that's that play that game is a, a play away from going a totally different way. So um yeah. you know, just it'll be interesting to see. I, I would lean towards the Ravens coming out victorious. I think that that factor of uh a little disgruntledness and that after last game uh come out and really take it to the Colts. And I like how you said that, Duck Hunter. So uh oh <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, and all right, it, yeah, and you, my boy Aaron Rodgers is out the game. <laughs> we got, oh, we got yeah, uh, five minutes left. Uh, hey, buddy, hey, chum, there you go. Yeah, he's out of here. Aaron Rodgers' day is done. Probably Aaron Jones, probably Devontae Adams, I would guess. Maybe, I mean, if you think about it, that was a smart pick on the Green Bay Packers. Because if they didn't have this guy, who are they going to roll out when they got these blowout leads? Like it wasn't. It wasn't even Jordan Love. Some other dude. Oh man, yeah. they're not risking. Uh, Rogers, no love. You know? No love for love. So huh? Rogers replacements. They don't want him to get you know blow an ACL handing off the ball. Yeah, no <laughs> way. You go in there, boil. <laughs> I wonder yeah, if like I wonder this. if they asked Rogers to like. Well, what if? Like, let's just say we're in a blowout. Can we put him in? He goes, you put him in, I'll ask for a trade. They're like, what about, like, one series? He goes, you put him in, I'll ask for a trade. All right, fine, we'll put him boros. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, Rich, you mentioned the Steelers, man, and that's the next game we're going to talk about. They're heading into Dallas to play this Cowboys team that is in complete disarray. That uh, looks like they're going to move on from Ben DiNucci. Uh, their third-string quarterback, they have Garrett Gilbert in the building. Uh, he might get to start. So, you know, Brad, you have to be salivating as a, uh, you know, someone who rosters the Pittsburgh defense. Uh, this is a tough matchup for any third-stringer. And, you know, the Steelers most likely are coming out of this 8-0. And I was looking at their schedule, guys. After that, they got Cincy followed by Jacksonville. So before you know it, the Pittsburgh could be 10-0. I mean, Cincy might give them a game, but – uh, so look at look out, man. Ten and zero is a possibility. I would say salivating. Salivating was the correct word, Mark. When I looked at that matchup, I was like, "Ooh, Dallas, man, juicy." And I, and I got James Conner too, so I feel like this is going to be his best performance. He might creep up finally into the twenties. So, yeah i I just don't see what's going to stop the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they don't seem like a team that takes teams lightly. It almost yeah. seems like they want to punish teams. So I do see and, them uh, trying to get after them. Yeah, and if they get into a game where the offense has to actually get cranking and pick it up, I mean, I was just kind of looking at their you know, their season as it's gone, and I would say their offense hasn't even hit its stride yet, really. I mean, they, they could probably light it up on the offensive side if they get into a game where they need to do that. But the defense is just controlling all their opponents that they're not 
needing to do that. I, I see what you're saying there. I see. Yeah. I see. Like you're saying, uh, when it's time to do it, they could, but all their games, they're not really mm. capable. They don't, they don't really have to bring that to the table. I, I think Tomlin does like to win with his defense and, you know, yeah. Uh, for the most part, he can play it conservatively if he needs, if he wants to, and just say, "Let's get out of here. Let's let's run the ball. Uh, let's do short passes. Let's let's make sure we take care of the ball. We know our defense is going to basically win us the game if we do that every time." But yeah, I do think that that offense can open up. They've got really, really nice pieces, really good offensive line. I think it's it's a well built offense. The only note I really had on this game, I said, "Is this the best team in the NFL versus the worst team in the NFL?" <laughs> oh man well no no one's worse than the jets but dallas is looking pretty mm-hmm. terrible and they're know. probably coming it's, out of this two and seven i mean that's, that's debatable rough. it's close i think it's close did the jets put that one good game up against buffalo yeah i, I mean both of dallas's wins have been absolute miracles too so it's pretty crazy so mark what's the next game you got for me we're gonna pretend like yeah. we're a technical difficulty and we're just gonna keep the show rolling <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully there's no more tech issues. But uh, Brad, let's talk about this one, man. The Raiders are at the Chargers this weekend, and you know, I mean, I'm not sure what to expect out of this game. I feel like the Chargers just every year they should have a better record. They should win games that they lose, and you know, be a contender. But once again, that's going down that streak, even with Justin Herbert. You know, the Chargers just aren't finishing games. So what are you predicting out of this one, bro? Well, it seems like the Chargers and Denver seem to have a knack for winning games they shouldn't and losing games they should. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I do think that Las Vegas is a great team. I think they got a lot of talent on that offensive side. I mean, Josh Jacobs is a beast. Derek Carr plays well. And they got they got speed on the outside. And I do know the Chargers defense. Rich, I know you roster them, and you know it as well. They're a little banged up right now. So that being said, I do think this being a divisional game that the Las Vegas Raiders will become victorious in this. And uh, I don't know exactly how it's going to go because these divisional games are always throwing me for a loop because you see how these two teams are doing. But because they know so well, it's just sometimes they play each other so tough and it becomes a real tough shootout. It can become a real tough like close game between three points and sometimes it's just lopsided. So to me, I really don't know. I'm, I'm not going to pick this one cause I just don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 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 I do know that this week I ran into some defensive issues. I felt like that was the, the glaring error in our matchup this week. So I had to go and pick somebody up, even though I roster two defenses that I feel are really solid. Um, this, mm-hmm. it just, it just managed to work out that that one week is just not going to work for me. I got Tampa Bay, which I really love that defense. Very good defense, but I feel like that game lends itself to a shootout. So Sunday night, I think I, – so I had to steer away from that. And then the Chargers here, yeah, Joey Bosa, man, that's, that's a big injury. And, and, the, and then they ship out Desmond King. So it's like, ee, yeah. are, the, are, the, are the Chargers kind of tapping a little bit on this season? It, it kind of seems like they just want to, like, roll it out there, let Justin Herbert kind of do his thing uh, and get to the next year. So, like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, are they going to rush back, guys? How how are they going to perform? I, I like the Raiders a lot is where that kind of leads me. I, I think that, that offense can dominate in this game. Well, it'll be interesting to see if John Gruden 
decides to, I don't know, wear his mask consistently this weekend because he just got dinged for $150,000 for, you know, not wearing a mask. So, uh, I don't know, man. If I got that kind of fine, uh, I'm pretty sure I would be masking up to the fullest. I might double mask it. That would not be fine with me. (laughs) (laughs) I would just wear my mask. So, yeah. Yeah, it ain't that hard, (laughs) y'all. Literally, every other coach and player is doing it. Like, communication is still being done. So, apparently, you're wearing way too thick of a mask and you can't be heard or something else. So, (laughs) just wear the mask, guys. All right, guys. Uh, one more game before we hit the intermission, and then we'll follow it up with some one hitters on the other side. And this is gonna be the Bears traveling to Tennessee and well guys you know you always want me to handle all the Bears uh reviews and Brad you're always calling me out for you know even asking your guys opinions about the Bears so let me lay it all out on the table for you bro the Bears are gonna lose by a lot uh the defense will play well until the fourth quarter when they finally get worn down because Their terrible offense continues to put them in bad positions. And Derrick Henry, you know, he'll get loose in the second half, I get a feeling. So uh, that's just how it's going to go, man. And the only saving grace is if the Bears' defense can somehow make some, you know, big plays, get in the end zone themselves, have some big defensive scores. Otherwise, I'm seeing Tennessee. And Tennessee's coming off a loss against Cincinnati. Mike Vrabel's not going to be happy about that. So what are you thinking, Rich? Yeah, I think the I think the Titans will be hungry in this game. Uh, I, I believe in the Titans. I believe they're a good team. They've had two bad weeks in a row, but I do believe they're a good team. I think that's time for them to straighten it out. We'll see how that turns out. Um, I do know that the Bears will match up pretty well against this offense, though. I mean, this is this is what you have to bring as a defense for this offense. So you know. Tackling is important. That's what the Bears do. Um, the, their their corners are good. This, they're good against wide receivers. Um, so they they need that. They need to be able to they need to be able to man up against AJ Brown out there and and be able to to take take on what they need to take on and not not have to give up extra players on the back end, which is what they're able to do. So um, I think it's a tough matchup. Should be a really good game. I did see that Mitchell Trubisky is hurt. So my my dream my dreams my dreams of Mitchell coming back he comes in for one play and hurts his shoulder. Yes, he hurt his shoulder on a two yard run out of the wildcat formation and good stuff. Yeah, man, I honestly thought and we we already talked about Dallas, but they did not make any moves at the deadline for a quarterback. So Stupid. I thought Trubisky could be in play and uh, you know I don't know, man. They're rolling with Garrett Gilbert and literally any quarterback would have been better. Garrett Gilbert, yeah. Gilbert. And then, oh, Gilbert. in this Bears in this Bears game, I did want to mention um you know, there might be someone listening. The offensive line of the Bears has some like COVID and injury issues. So yes. that might have that might affect the run game. I, I'm sorry if there's somebody on the other end here listening that might have gotten traded for David Montgomery. You might see a dip <laughs> in his production this week because he does, yes, have this this tougher matchup now. And the, the offensive line is key to the run game. So yes, then 
It might be a little lack of production this week. I apologize. You know, I didn't try to ding you with a bad player. I do like David Montgomery's prospects on the back half of the year. This is tough, though, for the run game. I will say I do think the game flow of this game is going to be very slow and to getting going. It's going to be a very low-scoring game. And then at the end of the third quarter, early fourth quarter, I feel like that play action for Tennessee is they're going to be biting hard, and you're going to see a couple big, big plays going down. So, that you know, they're scoring about maybe two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and really opening things up. So, Yeah, I can see it going that way too, man. Hey, one thing, this game is wrapping up here. The, the Packers are going to wrap it up 34-17. I kind of wanted to talk about this. It comes up sometimes in my head. When you have like, okay, so say you had the Green Bay defense tonight, you know, and it's just like – They've been dominating. It's thirty-four to three. You're like, okay, dude, this is this has been good. This is what I want on my defense. Thirty-four to three. Then these two touchdowns come up at you. Just when they just they don't care. Like, you know, everybody's tapped out. This game's over. But yeah, so but they get to seventeen, and that dinged you that much on your on your defensive scoring. So like, I, I I'm kind of a proponent of like ESPN like adjusting like defensive scoring a little bit. You know, like I don't know, like. You know, whatever that bump is, make it bump back to about 20 or whatever it is. You know what I mean? I think it's 14 when it shifts. Is that right? That Something second like that. shift? Yeah. Well, you score one touchdown, you lose two points. If you score the touchdown and the and the extra point, you lose yeah, you five lose right out the gate. Yeah. You go so from like, 10 dude, to five, and then the next one is from five to two. Yeah. That's crazy yeah. because, like, you play an outstanding game. For four quarters, they score one touchdown, you lose five points. It's like, and it could be junk, yeah. you know. I mean, nobody shuts anybody out in these days. Yeah, nobody, I don't, no one. That's it's true. like almost impossible, that man. Like, you hold somebody under ten points, and it's like, holy shit, great defense, man. You're just fucking <laughs> ten points. You're like, man, they're fucking killing it. If you if you had a defense yeah. average and giving up ten points, you'd be like, that's fucking unbelievable. But yeah, like. Yeah, so I I don't know. It's it's tough with that scoring. Oh yeah, here comes here comes Boyle to do the fucking kneel down, baby. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Get in there and kneel down. You take the loss of yards, Boyle. <laughs> don't even put it on Aaron Rodgers. That's right. <laughs> yes. Oh shit. <laughs> you know it's kind of funny, Rich. I'm actually happy with the performance Rodgers did. Well, I thought that? he was going to get 30. He got one less. He got less. He got less, so I'm happy. <laughs> All right. That's cool. We got ourselves a ball game. That's Sorry. what I was hoping for. I was hoping for at the end of this game, we'd be in a ball game at least. So I'm happy for that. Yeah. I got some matchups this week, so you, you needed that. So that's good. Yeah. I got some matchups. Yeah. Yeah. True. I got one bad matchup, and then I got a lot of good matchups. I just—I really want to watch that Pittsburgh-Dallas game. When Mark said salivating, I was like, dude, he called that shit out. He must have been in my head. Because I was literally <laughs> just like thinking, like, oh, I cannot wait, man. They might get two fucking well, touchdowns. Well, you just wait. You just wait and see. I got something for you. Okay. We got oh, time for one. We got time for one more game. Yeah, what game you want to do, man? Well, I'll do the Texans and Jags because I picked up the Texans defense. Let's get into it. <laughs> I picked up the Texas defense specifically because the Jags will be starting Jake Luton. Oh, Luton, he's a beast, man. Oh, okay. You like him, <laughs> huh? Yeah. 
Dude, he, oh, okay. he was well, fired like, back in college. I like Garrett Gilbert a lot, too. <laughs> you only like Jake Luton, Brad, because it rhymes with futon, and now you're thinking about the college days again. Yeah, you ever slept on a futon? <laughs> Dude, with my my futon reeks like bong water, I think. Don't get me started about futons. <laughs> Dude, like, honestly, like, for real, like, has anyone ever slept on a comfortable futon? No. Like, I mean, even couch, it's borderline comfortable for a couch. So, I don't know. It's like a, the biggest racketeer in the couch business is the futon. <laughs> Good call. It's like, dude, like it, it's like the sofa couch, but it could fit anywhere. It's like, oh, yeah, dude, perfect. People can sleep here. And, and then so I was like, oh, dude, where am I sleeping? They're like, I got a futon. The look in their eyes like, oh, I'm going to have back issues in the morning. Thank you. <laughs> The whole rest of my trip, I'm going to have back issues. Cool. Yeah. Got it. All right. Cool. But it looks really cool. No. no well, no. I will say this. A futon is not ideal, but it is better if you're, like, staying at somebody's house than an air mattress on the floor that slowly leaks out air the entire night. Because then you wake up and you're just <laughs> on the sunk floor. down. I don't know, man. Floor. I've actually had that exact same air mattress you speak of. <laughs> Yeah. And I spent many nights sleeping on it. And I will tell you this, it's if you kind of get in the mindset, and I was pretty drunk when I was sleeping on this thing back in the day, into the mindset of like this is a waterbed. You know? You move around and you're like, this is a waterbed. This is not an air mattress. You, you can make do. The futon about the mindset. Yeah, the futon, I mean that thing, you can go to bed drunk as shit on those things, and that's fine, but you wake up and you're like, What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> feel like, like you slept on the pavement. Over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as long as you got half air into that like little air mattress, you're all right. <laughs> all right. Well, Rich, any more thoughts on Houston and Jacksonville? We kind of went off not the rails really. there for a second, but N- okay. not really. Just just like think- I, I think, uh, yeah, I just, I, I think it's a good pickup this week if you can get the Texans defense. Yeah. I, I think the Texans offense will have a good game in this game too. I'd be a little worried yeah. about James, James Robinson this week because they're gonna, you know, they can hone in yeah. on the run game. So it all lines up that way. That's I think about, simple. you know, JJ Watt. He's a pretty uh, prideful guy, man, and their yeah. defense has been just atrocious for most of the years. So I can see them having just a big breakout game where they play well. Yeah, yeah, I was spot stardom. I, I, that's one thing I told myself this year, and I mean, I, I haven't really felt the need to do it with my defenses because I, I drafted those other two. I like them. So, um, but you know, a, a spot start here and there since we have some moves, I, I knew that was in my wheelhouse this year for defense if I needed it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, guys, I think we've arrived, and it's a celebration time. It's time for the herbal intermission, and light them up, light them up, because in the state of Arizona, like we mentioned earlier, uh, that shit is now legal as fuck. Hell yeah, man. It is uh, something to celebrate, for show. Sure. <laughs> Spark it up, Brad. What you got over there, bro? It's time for the herbal intermission. Hell yeah, man. My head just popped up. I'm ready to go out back and pass me a blunt, dude. I'm ready to fucking party. Heck yeah, man. It's a new day in Arizona. (laughs) 
That's what I'm saying, dude. I mean, regardless of all the other stuff that's going on, it's kind of a matter of finally. You know, my home state of Illinois, they did it the other way where, you know, we had to vote for it and everything. And Illinois, uh, they elected this governor, Pritzker, and he basically came in and said, yeah, we're legalizing weed. We're legalizing gambling in all forms. Like, build as many casinos as you want, and we're taking all the tax revenue to fix this shit. So. That's the, that's the next thing to? that... But Arizona needs too is the gambling. Yes. Go ahead, go ahead and open yeah. that up as well because there's a lot of revenue from that too. It's like, it's like we're just like holding, we're holding back on things that could be giving us revenue when we just shouldn't. It's it's time to let that stuff go, man. <laughs> it's time to open it up, and make the money. Yeah, dude, Chicago's like that college kid that ran into a bunch of debt because he didn't know how to use his credit card, and then some guy's like, "Hey, man." You sell this drugs, you can make some money. And he's like, dude, I either sell this shit and make some money, or I pawn all my shit off and get out of this debt. I don't know what I gotta do, but give me that bag, let's start selling some shit. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, Mark. So that's good, dude. Uh, hey, Mark. What's up? I noticed uh, you're wearing a jersey tonight. What do you got there? Oh, what are you, what are you chomping there? So and this is my... Yeah. So I am uh, currently uh, chewing on some gummies, munching some gummies, some edibles like we do the Eddie's. My buddy calls him Uncle Eddie, if Uncle Eddie's in town. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I got a little OG on that, you know, some tropical flavor, some good shit. But you asked about my jersey, man, and this is uh, my vintage, tattered, faded Devin Hester jersey that I'll never get rid of. But it's Devin Hester's birthday today, and I was watching some highlights of him earlier. Just took me back to the glory days uh, when the Bears were pretty damn good. At least had a good defense and special teams. But yeah, man. Oh, yeah. How do you know it's Devin Hester's birthday? Devin Hester's a fit, man. I'm just he curious. loves him. I know, he but loves him. is it in your calendar? Is it a reminder? Or did like, are you like on some like Bears fan club page and like, happy birthday, Devin? <laughs> yeah, something popped up. I think it was like the Sports Center feed and it just had. It's Devin Hester's birthday, and they just put a bunch of highlights on there. I was like, started watching the whole thing. I watched all 20 of his career return touchdowns. So it was kind of mesmerizing to watch, bro. All in a row. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> As a Bears fan, that must be fucking awesome. <laughs> You're like, kind of like live your life through that. That's crazy. Dude, I remember when Dante Hall came out. And everyone's like, man, he's good. He's good. And then Devin Hester came out, and you're like, oh, wait. Hester's weird. And I don't think there will ever be anybody like him, the way that the kicking game's changed and the return game and everything. Yeah. Nobody else is getting 20 touchdowns out of the return game, dude. No, they're kicking the ball too deep now. That'll stand for all time, bro. It's pretty badass. Dude, I I, got to admit, I'm I'm pretty baked today. I had uh, I, I had one of those I had one of those drinks again one of the happy hours a lemonade the lem- oh dude I actually got one of those I picked one up I haven't had yeah. it yet. it's in my cooler dude they're yeah. badass they actually do energize nice. you they're an energy drink and it fucking Sweet. energizes you and I like I said it's got that twenty five milligrams of CBD in it too. So it fucking, it kind of like, you feel it. It's like, it is a little body relaxing at the same time. I love these things. I actually, I like these. I mean, 
I like these better for when we're potting now because the Keefs, um, you know, it's like a hybrid. So it's like almost almost a little yeah. bit of indica, indica feel to it. Whereas this fucking sativa nice. feel. Get you cracked yeah. up. Hell yeah. I'm fucking, awesome. fucking ready to edit. <laughs> Let's do this shit. Dude, I'm ready to edit. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever been excited about editing. Don't lie, bro. It's I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, be, I'll be excited when Brad starts editing, but he won't be. What are you talking about? I've at least walked him through like the thought processes of how you would edit. So like he mm-hmm. he's heard some of the terminology and stuff and kind of thought about mm-hmm. it. It's <laughs> good. You may have noticed those tutorial videos I've put on there specifically right. for you, Brad. It's pretty cool. Check those out one day. Yeah. That school thing is just not for me, Mark. I'm glad you're doing it, you know, props, but uh Brad, at, at minimum, you know what you could do is at least load up the little program and like tinker around with it and just see it and try it, and see what you're doing. Couldn't I could do that? Or now that I'm thinking about it, you know, and especially <laughs> since Brad, you told me I had ovaries last weekend, uh, last episode. <laughs> uh, I, I, you and, say, what in what context did I say this? Actually, you I didn't hear you I say we were potting, and then yeah, then Rich laughed at. It. I wasn't sure he was laughing at, and then uh, you know after going through the edit. <laughs> then I heard it, and I was like, "Well, I could cut it, but I want to leave it in so he knows that I heard it." So yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, but you don't even remember saying it. Is probably the funny. I say thing. a lot of things, Mark. <laughs> he says a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. So considering the guy you? that's done, you know, a bunch of the See editing, it? you said I had ovaries. Maybe this month. I don't know, Brad. Maybe you want to just stop it off and be like, you know what, Mark, Rich, I got you guys. However much Squadcast costs, bro, I got you. Merry Christmas. I don't know. If I was you, I might do something like that. Yeah, well, I was about to, but now that you say it, I can't actually do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you I mean, like, you the gift. It's going to be a Christmas surprise. Oh, no, I'll get you a card man. now for sure. Oh, okay. But like I was about, I was gonna get you a gift. I was like gonna get you a little like you know out outback steakhouse gift card. Like you know, take yourself out, get a <laughs> drink, a little blooming onion. A little- yeah, <laughs> I mean, I sorry you can't take your wife. It's just you know for you because you know <laughs> times are tough here too. A one, a one course meal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, one drink. Yeah, it's a one drink coupon. Well, yeah, I mean, if you get the right special, you can do it right. Maybe get a little dessert out of it. It's a but, voucher. Uh, yeah. That's all you get. Yeah, and plus, if you use the 20% coupon I give you, you'll, your dog will go a little further. So, Well, that's good, man. I'm glad you're thinking outside the box like that. But that's what I was going to do, but now that you've, like, I don't know, mm. you've kind of screwed the whole pooch and everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, I felt I, I felt I better say it, and then that might, like, actually implant the idea in your head for the first time but sounds like it was already there so my bad bro yeah well you just kind of ruined the whole surprise man i'll, I'll rethink it I'll, I'll maybe i'll just make you something by hand yeah there you go yeah it's craft you know like you know craft. i'll paint my hand and make it look a little turkey for thanksgiving it'd be perfect 
You know, a little art project we could all collaborate on is uh, for the Gobi this year. You know, I don't know who's going to get it, but. Oh, I know who's going to get it. If one guy gets it, uh, we might have to put some extra special decorations on that thing. Oh, Jay. Oh, I'm sorry, I'll, buddy. I'll, if find you're some, listening, I'll find some contributions. It's coming for you, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. I was, I was telling Brad earlier, Mark, that. Uh, I was like considering talking to Jay and like seeing if he wanted to do any trades. I'm just like, he's so out of it. Like, I don't even know. Like, is it like almost rude to even ask for a trade? Cause it's like, he's just like, dude, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, can't, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's hard to imagine that mindset of, of being so like, like I'm pretty despondent with where I'm at. And it's like, you know, he's one mm-hmm. and seven. Like, oh, that's frustrating. Frustrating. Yeah, yeah, not a whole lot has gone right for him this year, man. It's, sometimes that injuries. happens, man. It's, injuries. The, like, it can I, all cascade against you, man, despite your best intentions. It's, that can happen. Yeah. I mean, he, you have Saquon go down. That's tough, man. That's tough. He's getting the Gobi. And I'm going to predict this, too. The Gobi is miraculously broken. Not returned in one piece. <laughs> I've seen this happen before, man. Uh, I don't, some dog's going to jump up on the mantle and knock it down. We better and, take a couple pictures of it before we yeah. give it to him because it's in gonna, ninja fashion. I've mm, seen it's it. not coming out in one piece, that's for sure. You know what? I got a little idea. No, he'll still find a way to break it. I was going to say we could like mount it into like a little cage almost and then give it to him still. But like, like, a, you know, it's like, it's like That's in there. Case. Yeah, okay. yeah. He'd have to really like try to break it at least. What about like point. a black I, box? How, how about, how, yeah, about for the- how about this though? <laughs> I've got an idea. He can't. I don't want him breaking it because it's it's a treasure, man. We don't want it broken. So yeah. he ha- he has to take care of it. If he doesn't take care of it, if he breaks it, we have to like do something about it. We ding him some money in the draft next year or some shit like that. Like he's got to take care of it. <laughs> take care of that thing. Take care of that thing. It, Jay. it is it's precious. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and for the listeners, yeah, what we're talking about, the Gobi is the last place trophy in our league, and it is a uh, bronze toilet Treasure. with some, uh, yeah, interesting decorations over the years that's accumulated some different uh, stuff. And Yeah, the the rule is when you get last place in our league, last place in the standings, you uh, you have to display it proudly, take care of it, like you said, Rich. So I don't think that's yeah. too much to ask. And, you yeah. know, Jay, he's had uh, – He's had the real trophy, the winner's trophy, in his possession for the last two years. So it's time to switch it up, man. He's trading one in for the other, it looks like. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not on that boat all the way, guys, just so you know. I think I think Jay has a way out still. There's What do we have, five regular season games left? Is that about right? Uh-huh. Nine, ten. I think so. That's week he wins two. Yeah. He wins two. Okay, so that keeps him in the ball game of, of getting maybe out of the cellar. Maybe that's Max okay. too. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying. He's he's got teams that are that could fall off there. So the the Miles Sanders injury <laughs> hasn't helped. The Zach Ertz. Uh, I mean, I believe he dropped him at this point. Uh, you know, his his faith in Philly really came back to bite him this year. Yeah, he was sold out for Philly, and and they have really underperformed. I was kind of heavy on Philly's pieces coming into the season as well, and I would say that was a big misaroo. 
Um, oh yeah, hey Mark, in that in that Gobi, aren't there like little duties in the toilet too? Oh yes, there's a Owen thirteen. There's the turds form Owen thirteen. It's pretty that's spectacular, right. and that's, that's right. where the name came from. Was uh, because you know sorrow. We talked about it. He was on here, and that's funny. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Jay and Sorrow, the two guys who we have on as guests. But yeah, yeah, Sorrow was on here, and you know we've recapped the whole history of the Gobi. So if the listeners are wondering, you can check out that episode and. Listen to Sorrow drink some White Claw while we smoke. It's pretty dope. Don't call it the White Claw, Mark. It's <laughs> a good episode. I like that one. And you know what? I will give this to our faithful listener, Jay, who I hope you listen to. Uh, if you are getting a little kind of anxiety, you don't know what's going on. You went from El Hampion to, you know, the shitter. And you just, you, you kind of wrestling with that whole idea. Yeah, El Baño. Well done, Mark. Well done. So, yeah. Yes. Well fucking yes. done. So, yeah. So, if you're wrestling with that whole idea and you're just like, man, what do I do? You're sweating at night. You're up. Give Chris a call. You know? Uh, call him up and be like, Chris, what was it like when you were champion and you went to the shitter? And he will tell you how he got through it. He'll tell you it was pretty easy. You just don't think about it and you just move on. So. He is on a track to go from uh, first to worst, and that did earn Chris the bottom bitch t-shirt one year after he did it uh, two years in a row. Yeah, quite impressive, the up and down roller coaster of Chris. <laughs> it's been a lot of crazy uh, hills and drops on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. No, you know, we're just messing around. But, Jay, I mean, I don't know. I think he might pull himself out of it, but that Gobi Trophy is looming. It's circling uh, the drain there. Hey, I mean, you know, don't get it twisted. This is the guy who put together a team that won, you know, won out last year. The same point last year, he won out. Um, so no don't don't put, don't put it past him. He's got some players on that team. He's, he's got to make the right starts, but um, he's got some players. Yeah. Getting Miles Sanders healthy will be a boost. Absolutely. I have okay. I have one point that I'd like to rest my case on. And yeah, after I ahead. say this, you guys make your own assessments. Yeah, but in the last two weeks, the two defenses Jays went against have scored 30 points against him. Oh, that sucks. So oh, I'm telling you. you no, it's not your year. That I'm telling you. So the last two weeks, I mean, he put up yeah. he put up a decent week. But the last two weeks, but, but one was Miami. And I can't remember who the other defense was. So, yeah. So, uh, I'm sorry, Jay. Like, I think he knows it, too. Like, I'm not telling him this anything new that he doesn't already know. But this this shit just ain't his year. So, I think he's getting the Gobi. (laughs) You said that that like four times, man. (laughs) I know. Positive thinking leads to positive things. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, guys. We better wrap up that very choice, fresh cut herbal intermission here in the green state of Arizona, where the herb, the buds, uh, guys, it's a dawn of a new era. So, fully stoked about that. And let's get into some one hitters, guys, uh, before we give our burnouts, our Acapulco Golds, and we don't want this thing running too long, so let's uh, yeah, let's hit it with some one hitters, man. Boom! You guys ready? Let's burn them up. Let's, let's do it. Hey Jay, I was up. just messing with you, buddy. Don't don't get too butt hurt. 
I love you, buddy. <laughs> no, Jay, prove him wrong, man. Prove him wrong. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right, guys. This first one hitter on the board is going to be Denver at Atlanta. Rich, what are you foreseeing? Uh, well, man, I got to throw this stat at you. Todd Gurley's the number four ranked running back in fantasy points uh, going into this week. So, do you think he has a nice performance against Denver, bro? Uh, yeah, Denver. Denver's got a pretty good run defense. Um, but at home, I think he falls into the end zone at least one more time again. So I think he'll he'll come out and get about twelve that's points. That's what he and, does. That's what he does, man. Mister Touchdown Monster. I mean, it's been a f- super efficient. It's gotten to the uh, number four running back. I think that's like literally like how you and I framed it, Mark. Was that if this guy is healthy, what he will do is come out and score about fourteen touchdowns, the sixteen touchdowns this season. Um, and that is going to be valuable. And then you did the right thing. You got yourself Brian Hill, so you have that like locked down in case anything goes bad there. So I think Brian Hill's got that production. So anyway, uh, I did have some notes on the Denver side. I know this is supposed to be fucking one-hitter side, but I do think – I'll hit it real quick. Drew Locke is finding his confidence, uh, and he gets Tim Patrick back this week. So I think this is a great matchup for Drew Locke, a great matchup for Drew, Tim Patrick. Um, and then the tight ends, Mark, do you know how to say that other tight end's name? Uh, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, go uh, for it. Albert Akwanaman. Okay, all right. I don't know. That was probably pretty good, man. <laughs> he, anyway, yeah. So back to the one-hitters. He said that one back name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you said that one name the other week, and I was like, I wonder if he'll say this name too. So anyway, let's go. <laughs> oh, tu- to uh, Tua. He said Tua perfectly. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was Tua's, Tua's last name. I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> so I was like, he's going to say this name. <laughs> uh, that's funny, man. Yeah, and, and real quick on that Denver-Atlanta, these two teams just going forward. I don't know. Both of them might make a little push for the playoffs on the back half. I get the feeling that – these two teams are playing a little better recently, so we'll see if that plays out. But next one hitter on the board, guys, Monday Night Football. And I don't know. I'm not really looking forward very much to this game. <laughs> we'll be broadcasting from it, but it's the Patriots at the Jets. And, uh, I mean, wow. Both of these teams are really struggling this year. So uh, give me anything to watch in this game. Brad, one hitter. Uh. Hopefully Cam plays well and watch Adam Gaze on the sidelines. I don't know, man. <laughs> See if he gets fired at half. Yeah. He's not getting fired. He's not getting fired, but uh, <laughs> see if he gets some smelling salts in his Yeah, smelling salts. Uh, or... <laughs> Shit, dude, maybe some Gatorade powder. Who knows what that guy will use. <laughs> yeah, man, this, this game is garbage, huh? Garbage. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think yep. um, even even Sam Darnold's hurt and Jameson Crowder's hurt, so it's just like, man, like, wow, that's like that's a raunchy game for Monday night, dude. Well, maybe uh, Damian Harris will be the the breakout star of the weekend for you there, Rich, uh, going up against the miserable, awful New York Jets. Well, yeah, I did. I did t- mention to Brad real quick about how um, I started Dash last week against the Jets, and they were, they kind of did shut down the run game. But I think they sold out to uh, shut down the run game, and it opened things up, and that was dumb. Um, I don't think that's what 
New England will look to do in this game. I think they'll what they do well is run the ball. So um, I, I am I am going to start probably Damian Harris this week as my my flex two guy and and let him close out my week. Hopefully against Brad, see see where it comes out. So I got some funny little stats for you guys. I've just kind of <laughs> done my research right now. But in the last Monday, we've done the show. Obviously, we come on in the fourth quarter, fourth quarter-ish. And it seems like there's two or three games that are nail biters coming to a close and this and that. Out in of, the league you're talking about. In our league, yeah. In our, either, in our own league. In our own league. Well, I'm guessing other leagues too. You know, There's got to yeah, be a couple, yeah. Yeah, a couple of teams that are going at it, and it's coming down to Monday night. And right. this Monday night contest with the Jets and the wonderful Patriots of all people, our 12-person league, eight people playing, only two people are starting have from the Monday going? night game. Wow. The Patriots That's defense much- and Damian Harris, who, Rich, you just said have a possibility of not even starting. You're leading towards him, but, I mean, so that's awful, man. That's a Monday night. He's that's funny. a Monday night. He's, He's funny, though. I, I said I am going to start him. Oh, I thought you said you were leaning towards starting him. So, like, men like. See how he is possibly. with the mind games? I know. He makes you think that you said something. But that, you you only lean that way. You don't really want to, is what he's saying. He, he, he's trying to steer me away. Like he's saying, yeah, you only lean that way. But like I had said, no, yeah, I'm going to start Damian Harris <laughs> on Monday night, and hopefully yeah. it's closing me out. That's exactly what I said. So yeah, okay. Um, I would start Zach Moss if I was <laughs> telling you from a friend. You think you think Zach Moss would be a better start huh? against Seattle? Yeah, yeah, I would consider it. against Seattle's run defense that added yeah. Carlos Dunlap. Okay. Okay. And they're going to be you know, like having to keep up. Got to keep up with Seattle. Yeah. That, that seems I like guess all that's true. I guess that's true. I didn't see about that because <laughs> they're going to have to play catch up with Russ. Yeah. You know, this is some mental fantasy warfare going on right here, Brad. <laughs> I see exactly what you're doing here, buddy. Oh, you should have seen what I did to Toby earlier this week or earlier this year. <laughs> Sent him. Sent him to my to oh yeah, dude. Me, that guy is still <laughs> recovering, man. He's like, I love the trade, but like, what the fuck, man? I got so many Packers, and dude, I tell you, he, he shouldn't have tripled down with that Tanyan thing. I know he scored thirty points, and he was first well, on waiver. I don't think he's exactly upset about having Devontae Adams on his team, Brian. He's no, Tanyan. 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 Well, yeah, but you're talking about the trade. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, but that was that was the one piece he got. Right, that was it. He well, thought he Josh got four. Allen. Well, Josh Allen has he's got him maybe Raven like defense. six. The Ravens, Ravens defense had one good defense. They have they, one good week I've, so far. I keep pointing to the Ravens defense and being like, "Yeah, that's a that's a big piece there too, man." Okay, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm it, just saying too. Everyone was like, "Whoa, dude, you gave him the farm," and I was like, "You watch." You did. You gave him the farm. You still gave him the farm, I think. What's Allen Robinson right now? Allen Robinson, who he started yeah. one week. Well, hey, I don't care about what he, how many times he started. That's if he should have started him, shouldn't him. I don't know, but what's he so since they right traded now? Baltimore, they got seven points, twenty-seven, seven, and four. Allen Robinson. Let's look at him. I want to know what rank Allen Robinson is as a wide receiver. 11th. 11th. 
Okay, the 11th wide receiver. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so you gave him what? The number one wide receiver and the number 11 wide receiver. Yeah, but he hasn't started him. Like, if you give him a guy and he doesn't do starts, it's just like uh, Josh Allen right now. Josh Allen is the number four quarterback. But Brad, hold on. He started him. He got 16, 15, 16, and 12. So now he sits him and he gets 30. I've I've line tricked him. All I'm saying is, is Brad, you're you're banking by doing if you're really like if that's your plan is to Jedi mind trick, you're banking on somebody making poor decisions. When yeah. really like, but but really like with Allen Robinson control. completely, because mainly I picked the wrong decision with Allen Robinson constantly, and he would always okay. be on my bench, scoring me twenty points, eighteen. And then I go and start him, and he get me six. And I was like, fuck this he, guy. He is that awkward start where you're always He's trying like to figure Woods, out man. when to start him. Yeah. Robert Woods, I same guy. So I sent I him get away. That, I, I get that you didn't want him. I get that, yeah. Okay. Devontae Adams, I miss him dearly. <laughs> so I'm not, dearly. I'm not going to shy away from that. <laughs> but uh, I'm telling you, if Chubb was healthy, it would be a lot different story. But you I would be writing yeah, postcards. And and you've been in like all the receiver business this year, man. You've killed it on receivers. DK, yeah. AJ Brown, and then like, dude, you picked up Justin Jefferson this year. You shipped him on, but you had him on your roster. Yeah. Like you've had you've had a lot of top wide receivers on your on yeah. your roster this year. That's what I was I was thinking about that the other day because I was like looking at Mike Evans and his stats and his matchup, and I'm like, man, I. I Everything I'm reading says, "Oh yeah, feel comfortable as Mike Evans is your number wide receiver three. And I'm like, "No, oh, Mike Evans is my wide receiver one." Just so you know, I need him to be my one. And I'm like, Yo. "Where did all these wide receiver ones go?" And I'm like looking around, and I look at Brad's roster. I'm like, oh, "Brad has a bunch of wide receiver ones over there. They're over there, man. Yeah, I do like my wide receiver ones. Yeah, Jeez. I was eyeballing them, bro. Yeah, that's all right. To, I still I like Evans." I tried to snag one. I tried to snag one off of Brad. It didn't happen. Shut me down. No. Who are you going for? AJ Brown. The only one that was possibly you could get from. Yeah, that's what I was figuring. That'd be the only guy that he would deal with the AJ Brown. Yeah. Yeah. No dice, huh, Brad? No dice? No dice. No go. We got two more honors. Let's do those fuckers. Let's do them, yeah. So, uh,. Giants at <laughs> the Washington football team. New York Giants at the Washington football team. Uh, what is there to look for in this game? Uh, maybe Terry McLaurin, Rich, uh, doing some things? I think he'll have a good game. I think he has a, a cornerback, a bad cornerback matchup, but he, he schooled that guy a little bit earlier and probably should have pretty good, gotten more production in that game. They missed him on something, so he'll have something good. My note was – why is there an NFC East? <laughs> Why do we gotta watch? Why do we gotta watch these games, man? Jesus Christ! It's so brutal. Oof. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like we said, I mean, the, that's a terrible game. The Jets and the Patriots on Monday Night Football is a snoozer, but Sunday Night Football will be good. So look forward to that uh, Saints and Bucks game, but. Uh, last one, guys, Detroit and Minnesota. So Minnesota, you know, they finally put together a good game. They gave Delvin Cook the rock last week. So 
And then now they got the Lions coming to town. Is Minnesota going to be one of these teams that in the back half starts to get it together and, you know, maybe pushes for a playoff position? I could see that. I think they're in a division where they could finish up and get some good wins. And with a balanced attack like they have with Dalvin Cook, really makes Kurt Cousins' job a lot easier. So with him being able to throw the ball, and he's got two speedy wideouts. I mean, the defense doesn't play well, but they can still score for 30 points. That gives them a chance almost every week. Sweet. All right, guys, let's move it along to our burnouts. We got to run through these. And, uh, you know, one guy I got this week on the burnout category, I wouldn't recommend starting him, would be Michael Thomas. I don't know. I might want to give it a game. We'll see what if he's a game-time decision or whatnot. But if you do start him, I'm, I'm not sure the production is going to be there. There's just been so much turmoil and different things going on with him this year. Yeah, he could come out and pull a hammy right out the gate <laughs> with the way things have gone this year. I mean, I uh, guess if you've had him and you're starting him if he's playing because you've had to ride with him this whole time with the injury. But I'm just not expecting a big day against the Bucks. He's a tough guy to sit, but yeah, um, I, I uh, same game. I have Kamara on there actually. I think a little bit. I, I, well, that was earlier. This is this has kind of been happening lately, where I kind of twist my like opinion just a little bit. If it, if they got to go to to Jameis Winston, does that kind of change my opinion a little bit? I, I don't know. Hmm. Kind of does. Kind of does. I, I I wouldn't say on the Michael Thomas front because I agree. Um, about that injury risk type thing, and you just don't know how it'll go. How does he get back into the rhythm of the offense? All that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, Camaro was my first guy. Uh, I'm actually going to go with uh, Zeke. Mm. I think mm-hmm. that Pittsburgh defense, uh, that offense is not only going to control the ball, so they're not even going to have a lot of time of possession. But I see them going a lot of three and outs, not really getting anything going. Yeah. And you know, Zeke's going to be—he's going to be meeting a guy a yard back when he's used to getting ahead of steam going. So he's not going to get those wheels going. I see him being a real tough sled. I'm actually going to call out less than 50 yards for the guy. So That was easy pickings. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, here's one you guys might not be expecting. Uh, I'm going to say Julio Jones. Mm. Uh, you know, he's been playing pretty well recently, but I think Denver's defense is pretty underrated and, this type of game, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, he's just a guy that I identify that maybe the Atlanta passing game doesn't quite get cranked up this weekend. I can see that. I think I, I like that one. Okay, I got one for you. I got Lamar Jackson. I think uh, that, like I, I kind of previewed earlier, I think that matchup with Darius Leonard, I think I think that plays into my hands, and I think Lamar will have a, a tough week. I guess we're coming after Turtles players, but – we got Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. Michael Thomas on our list. So, Brad, who else you got? Man, I hate to do this to the guy because I love him. But I got Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Drew Brees, man. That Tampa defense, I think they're going to get after him. They want that division. They're not going to give him any any play, and they're going to try and get try and get an interception, maybe, maybe even a touchdown. So, I think, uh, yeah, I just think he's going to have real tough – Throw the ball more than five, ten yards down the field. So, all right, then my last burnout, guys. And Brad, uh, if you look at your roster, this guy has a spot on there. We were actually just talking about him, but I'm gonna say AJ Brown against the Bears defense. The Bears do have some lockdown corners, some of the best cornerback tandems in the league. Their secondary is really good. 
Uh, AJ Brown is a beast. I I wouldn't be shocked if he gets loose, but I could also see it going the other way where the Bears kind of shut him down. I think they shut him down for about three and a half quarters, and then he gets a nice 50 yards and a touchdown in the fourth quarter. So I think it opens it up right at the end. And my last guy, Brad, unfortunately speaking again, I have Tyreek Hill. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. You know, I- um, <laughs> You're about to have a shitty week, Brad. I get the Dude, you watch me. <laughs> My boy's about to shine. <laughs> cool, man. All right, guys. So then we got our buds for the fantasy weekend. Some guys who we think are going to pop off, maybe exceed some uh, projections, some expectations. And then we always got to call out that Acapulco Gold. That's the guy that we predict will come out of the weekend as the top scoring fantasy player. So. Uh, let me start with one of my buds, a guy I think he's going to follow up last week with another strong performance. I got Dalvin Cook. So, I mean, against the Lions, what's not to like? I think Dalvin Cook rumbles for a big day once again. Ding, 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 ding. Mark is right because I agree. <laughs> that was a guy on my list as well. I think Dalvin Cook will have a, will have a really nice day again. I said he'll maybe be like I, I put him number two. I think he'll be close. I have a different guy for the gold, but I think he's going to be real close. Mm-hmm. I actually have Josh Allen as a bud. I okay. think that Seattle defense it's it's uh, skeptical, and yeah, I think that's suspect. Josh suspect. Sorry, skeptical. <laughs> but uh, no, I think he's going to be able to run the ball. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a rushing touchdown. Maybe even throws. I don't know. I wouldn't say about two to three more. So maybe four total touchdowns. So I say he's going to get about 30, 32 points. So not necessarily an Acapulco gold, but really nice day. This leads into my next guy. Uh, I had Diggs. I think Diggs is going to have a super nice day. I think he's going to burn it up. I like Diggs. Yeah. What? (laughs) Oh, Stefan. Oh. Yeah, digs. Digs. Yeah, digs. Well, I believe Seattle has a defensive back named Quandre Diggs, so we could see some digs on digs uh, this weekend. Lots of digs. Dirty, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I got a guy for you. And you know what, man? It's time to... Drop a little sparkle and fade on my boy Juju Smith-Schuster. His year hasn't quite gone as planned, probably for fantasy managers out there, but in Dallas, uh, Dallas' secondary is complete. Dumpster fire, so I'm going to say Juju has a nice weekend, fellas. I like that one. Every, yeah, you can pick on the Cowboys. I like it. We doing one more? Or are we well, doing I, I'm going to pick, pick on the Cowboys real quick because I had two buds. Uh, it's not like a true bud because it's a defense, but I do feel like they're going to get two touchdowns and score about 24 points. So I do think the Steelers defense on Dallas is going to, they're going to have a really good day. So it's not going to be necessarily our because, you know, quarterbacks and deep or running backs score 30 plus, but, you know, respectively speaking, I think it'll be a really, really good day. Sweet, guys. Well, let's uh, light it up with this Acapulco gold. And, I mean, who's it going to be? Who's coming out this week? Is anybody going to get a dinger and call the top-scoring fantasy player? My guy, keeping it with this uh, love that I have for this great state of Arizona this week, 
Kyler Murray is going to be my Acapulco gold. I think he has a huge day against Miami and tears it up. I'd say uh, over 38 for Kyler. Ooh. That's that's bold. That's a lot. Um, I got a guy, too, um, quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Yo. I think he's going to have a stellar sure. weekend on the road at Jacksonville. I think um, that rookie quarterback, he's going to give up a lot of good field positions. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a nice, easy day. I got him about 40 points. Oh, nice. You know, I'm going to go on a limb, and I'm going to pick Mr. Tom Brady. I think this divisional game, they want it. They want it bad. So I think he throws. I wouldn't be surprised he throws for five touchdowns and 400 yards. So I think he's going to have himself a day. Damn. I can see it happening, man. That's nice. I like that pick. Yeah, I feel it's going to be a shootout out there. Wait a second, Brad. I'm playing against Tom Brady this week. I don't like that pick, bro. You're going to have to. Revise your answer. Adjust. All right. Well, I'll pick Tom Gurley. Tom Gurley's going to score four total touchdowns for about 300 oh, yards. That's a Ooh. lot better. I like that. Yeah. Oh, you all, didn't you also say Stefan Diggs or did you say Diggs, Rich? I Diggs. said Diggs. 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 Yeah, I'm going against Diggs. Oh, you like too. Diggs? Oh, boy. I'm in trouble. Yeah, like oh, boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I can adjust uh, too. All right. Well, <laughs> no, it's all good. That's what makes it fun. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's wrap it up right there. And you guys got your big matchup this weekend, big week nine tilts. So be following along and make sure to keep everybody updated on social media or text message or whatever, man. Just, this will be a big game between you guys, man. Clash of the Titans. It's a big one. It means a lot. It's a big game. We'll all see right. what happens. Should be a battle. Brad, Brad obviously all right. loves all of his matchups, so we'll see how it goes. I, I, been, I'm in love with Brad's been just like kind of just like yeah he's just like he's just like looking in the mirror with his team with like his roster like next to him like we're so beautiful together baby like he just <laughs> loves his roster. Brad's <laughs> never been shy about honest. his no. rosterbation habits. No. Literally, when we start doing these Acapulco Golds, the first three weeks, you can actually go back and look at this. I had like two guys every week on my team. My team's yeah. going to do amazing. We, we, and, and then they didn't do too well. So I'm like, mm. maybe I'll start picking <laughs> some other guys. But every week I'm like, oh, yeah. I like that. I'm like, dude, don't pick me. He's on your team. I, I almost oh went with God. Russ this week. I almost went with Russ. I'm like, I think he's going to do great. But, well, yeah, he's got a good matchup. Your team yeah. has good matchups. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does help that you have 30 from Rogers. So if I get 30 from Russ, mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy. So. That's a good, yeah, that's a good start. I think, I think our, I think most of our positional matchups, I think, are pretty close. You have an edge here. I have an edge here. Like, it's all very close. I think it's a close matchup this week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the tipping point points. could be AJ Brown getting shut down by Dubbers. Oh, that's right. You, you picked that. That's right. Yeah, you starting AJ Brown this week, man? Uh. You got you got one running back and then three wide receivers. Is that right? Yeah, there. I don't know if I can really start Christian Kirk over him. So yeah, yeah, I pretty much start him. That's gonna be you. One and three this week, right? One. Yeah. One. one back, yeah. Three, three wide receivers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. About to give you the care bear stare, buddy. 
<laughs> All right, sweet guys. We'll check it out, and you know, we'll see uh, who comes out victorious. It could come down to Monday night. Is that right? I'm gonna have Damien Harris on Monday night. Yeah, maybe that's why I don't want you to start Harris because I just want it to be over Sunday. No, we'll maybe that's where Monday. it came from. I can move. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit alright guys well let's wrap it up right there it's a good episode and hell yeah man check us out uh, Monday night the episode will drop Tuesday and you get all the recap and fantasy knowledge that you need so catch us next time on the organic football podcast late peace have a good day waka waka oh, Second wind of the fuckings.